you now to your regularly scheduled program. Hey everybody, this is Josh Martin. And I'm Marty Hyde. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Tattoos and Jesus podcast. I am very happy to be here. Here at TNJ, we seek to blend the righteous with the ridiculous. Please explain. We discuss coffee, counseling, Christianity, and whatever else crosses our mind. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, let's go. Welcome back everybody to Tattoos and Jesus, TNJ. Um, today we have a special episode uh, that we are interviewing one of our uh, biggest supporters and international supports. Marty was showing me before we uh, got on today that Romania now is the second country to United States for listens That's on our right. podcast. Miss Romania is on the podcast. Yes. And Who accounts so, for 3% of all total views of Tattoos yeah, and Jesus. That's right. That is right. So, we so are we're assuming you're the only one in the country that listens. <laughs> um, Probably. Anyway, with no further ado, welcome to the show, Casey. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. possible that somebody else might listen from here because I have talked to my friends. Like, oh, I listen to this podcast. I have told a lot of people about this podcast. It has not translated to a significant spike in viewership. Well, it's different when you're the host of the podcast telling people about your podcast, because I'll be honest, when I have people that like sit in here or when I'm talking to them, they're like, yeah, I have a podcast. I'm like, okay. And then I remember like, oh yeah, I also have a podcast. So if I tell people that, then it's kind of like, I wonder if they view me the same way. As... Josh, you look like you're in a fishbowl. It's because I, I told you I'm I, this camera. Does it look like that to you, Casey? That he looks kind of domeish. Um, yeah, it kind of looks like one of those security cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's pretty the much. Way the door is yes, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, it's like you're on a ring doorbell camera about to tell a bad <laughs> joke or something. Yeah, well, I mean, that's your job, not mine. Have you ever? Do you ever follow those people on TikTok that like go to the ring doorbells and tell jokes? No. Are you asking me? Anybody. Everybody. Anyone. Anybody. Marty has got this new addiction to TikTok that he needs to. Because it's like every time. Hey, look, have you seen this TikTok? Knowing every time he asks me, I don't have TikTok. Have you seen this TikTok yet? Look at this TikTok. Has he seen this TikTok? Casey, do you watch? Do you look at TikTok? I'm so sorry. I don't have a TikTok either. Son of a gun. Gotcha. That's why I was like, do I remain silent? Because I don't, <laughs> I'm not of my generation. Yeah. T- yeah. Marty's. Yeah. To be fair, the only reason I started TikTok was to put TNJ stuff out, figured out that was way too complicated. And then I just started making videos of my six year old that were way funnier. And then I swore I would never scroll it. I, I was like, I'll make a video, I'll post it, but I will never get sucked into the hole. I live in the hole now. I live You're there. there every day. Yeah. It's like trying to be a reasonable crack addict. You're like, I'll eh, just try it just once. Once can't <laughs> hurt anyone. And now you're full blown. Yeah. Our lunches on Monday are now just ruined by TikToks. Because I show you TikToks? The whole time. That is bull crap. They're oh, funny. Nice. They are funny. Sometimes they can be. I have, I mean, my friends will watch TikTok and stuff, so they'll send it um, on different media platforms or whatever to show. Yeah. They can All right. Done. So listen, we're I'm super excited for the coffee review today because this is a coffee that Casey, you sent to us 
So you, we'll get Steph, into this. But you're you live in Romania. One brand and favorite. You're not from, from Romania. Yeah. You're not Romanian. I'm not Romanian. Yeah, the looks um, may be deceiving. Okay, uh, I don't don't even know if you know what a Romanian looks like. Not but a clue. I don't look like it. <laughs> yeah, not a clue. You, yeah, you could have told us anything. We, My we, wife is Romanian. Mm, debatable. Yeah. Not debatable. That. She's not Romanian. She's from freaking. Chesty. Cow pens. Yeah. If you do the ancestry, though, maybe she is Romanian. That is true. She um, do Romanians traditionally have very pale white skin, blue eyes, and are short? They're short. Oh, well, so there's a chance. There yeah, they're not. I mean, average height, probably, but average. Yeah, darker mm. usually in brown hair, brown eyes. Oh, my wife yes. is five foot two and three quarters inches. Mm. So on the yeah. shorter side, her grandma and, was like four nine, and I know you can't tell, Casey, by the video screen. Marty's about six four. Okay, so it's a quite a difference in. She's in my pocket wife. She's yeah. in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's listen, that's neither here nor there. All right, you're not Romanian. You are from Michigan, right? Correct. Yeah. And recently you were visiting your family in Michigan and you mailed us some authentic Mexi- uh, Mexican authentic <laughs> Michigan. Michigan Michigan coffee. Yes, it is authentic and from Michigan. What is can, do you have any explanation for this? What did like, you pick some random coffee that's when you Michigan say on cherry? It? it says cherry. So what's the what's the background on like cherry or cherry coffee in Michigan? Um, well, Michigan is like is a big producer of blueberries and ch- cherries, or at okay. least, and that's what I grew up being told. I actually don't know in, okay. <laughs> in the real realm of all of the states. Is that like Florida true. thinking they produce oranges and really like Georgia makes more oranges than Florida does? Yeah, maybe, to be honest. I'm not sure. But my mom always loved black cherry ice cream growing up. Oh, and yeah. So, my dad eats that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's good, to be fair. But um this coffee, when I started uh, drinking coffee, um, I found it flavored kind. And my family grew up like drinking Maxwell House, the blue brand. Yeah. And so this I introduced to my mom because I thought she would like it because she liked the ice cream. So I, I've never stuck to like one brand. I've mm-hmm. always just like gotten different kinds. So this is Great Lakes Coffee Company. Mm hmm. I was on a trip with my family for my mom's birthday. That's why I went home. So where's it? Is this? So do you normally drink Great Lakes Coffee Company or is this just a random thing you found on the trip? Random thing I found on the trip. But it was authentic to Michigan. Has your mom drank this? Um, I think I got her one too, but I'm not sure to be honest. You (laughs) haven't gotten a score from her on what her views of with it. We're about to try. I mean, my mom is okay with Maxwell. Worst coffee in Michigan. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Listen, all right, so possibly quite possible. Josh, it have smells you tried good. it yet? Are, is no, this your... I haven't. No, I told but you. I'm I not will, you guys it. don't like uh flavored coffee. I, I do. I like fruity so, stuff. Well, it's, it smells amazing. It smells good. It's not it's not like cherry like I feel like this is not like flavored more than it is like roasted with cherries. Like yeah. Marty likes to get mm-hmm. like, let's get the French vanilla cinnamon bun bean. Listen, got, last like, night, last night I was at the it. coffee shop that I referenced on last week's episode, the uh, Calpins Coffee and Creamery, and I got a caramel macchiato. Thing was delicious because it doesn't taste like coffee. 
I was telling, I had to tell, <laughs> I had to tell my small group last night. They're like, that Priscilla threw me under the bus and was, I had to tell my whole hit and run story in front of the entire small group. And I was trying to explain coffee reviews. And I said, the best way I can describe it is Marty doesn't like coffee that much, but he does. And he usually gives the same score for all coffees, no matter what. And so if it doesn't taste like coffee, he probably scores it a little bit higher. This has and an I, incredibly overwhelming smell of cherry on it. What about the cup? What it, about the cup? Now, Casey, reminds- do, do you have something? No. This I have, coffee. Yeah, I do have a coffee, but it's not cherry. Ooh. Is it Romanian? Is it Romanian cherry? I actually brought this thing, so I actually look. No. Hey. It's from, I don't even know where. I got it for my birthday. Oh, wait. Here, let me turn the... It's blurred out. <laughs> the blur. It's explicit coffee. Yeah, this is explicit. Not that my camera is much better. I don't know. Natural. Is that Picasso? It's, it's, it's a Mexican something because it says Hacienda. <laughs> Hold Maybe on. So Italian. you're drinking... You are drinking Mexican coffee in Romania, and we're drinking... Michigan coffee. Michigan coffee. Yes. In yeah. South Carolina. Yeah. So you just knew it beforehand. <clears throat> right. That's right. I'm prophetic. Uh, anyway, this the smell of this is what I was getting at. It makes me flash back to when I was in high school. Because when I was in high school, I used to get these round uh, car scent things. They're like jelly, and you just like set them in your car, and they evaporate. And it smelled just like this. I'm sorry, you said it evaporated. That- yeah, you know, like the little Glade plug-in type thing. Uh, except it was round, and it just goes in your like like a scent. That's what smell means. <laughs> it evaporates. That's it just like blows. It literally blows the scent. It doesn't like. But this isn't around. It looks like a tobacco bar. can with vents on it, and you just sit it oh. in your cup holder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in your cup holder. I yeah, got and it just. I mean, what else is it called? Diffuses. No, that's just yeah. You're showing. Have me. you tried this yet, Marty? No, I haven't tried this we, coffee. I'm waiting for. Okay, so are you ready for us to try reviews. this coffee? Yeah. It smells good. It does smell good. I mean, that tastes like freaking cherry. Does it taste like coffee at all? It does. Yeah, it yeah. Like cherry coffee, but it's good. Here's the weird thing: <clears throat> is normally when you have flavor infused coffee, it's like really strong coffee with really subtle flavor. Mm-hmm. This is at least 50-50. Like the flavor is strong with this one. I like it. Josh put sugar in it. Josh, how does it taste with sugar? Good. Always it tastes kind of sweet, huh? just black. It's it's really good. It's actually really good. I know you've okay, never so tried it before. It really we highly, you know, we highly recommend you try next three. time you're in Michigan <laughs> to find this brand. To find this brand once again. Yeah, I'm glad we could be. I went be, all the way uh, to the UP, so I don't know. So I'll be going hold on. What, what do I want to? So. Is that is the coffee you're drinking the coffee you normally drink? Um, I kind of like live on that poor person's diet. So like I got for my birthday, a bunch of people got me coffee and I've been just living off of that. Um, okay. so is that it's, because it's an appetite normal. suppressant? You don't have to eat, you just drink no. coffee. <laughs> I meant just like I don't spend my money to buy the coffee. I mean, still go to like mm. local places around, but um I, d- I haven't had to buy coffee for months from the store. Okay. Wow. Same. Yeah. 
Yeah, same. We got like it's really nice. Yeah, you should start a podcast, and everybody will send you coffee. And honestly, a bag of beans isn't that expensive for how long they will last you if you're one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. The more I drink this, the more I like it. I say I feel like I say that a lot. Yeah, like I said, you're pretty. I could, I could probably, you know what? Next week, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna be you in the coffee review, and I'm gonna see how accurate I what? can be to what you're actually gonna say. We've got some funny coffee. Do. We've got some funny coffee reviews coming up. Have you seen? <clears throat> do you know the My Pillow guy? Mike Pillow. He's he's all over Fox News. Is really what he is. He's like sells these pillows with like conservative religious themes behind them. Well, he's branched out, and my mother-in-law, because she's the one that always provides me weird coffees, bought some my pillow coffee, and so I don't know if we'll cover that next week because we've got a couple still. We still got the pumpkin. Yeah, we've got a coffee. pumpkin one too. It's pumpkin season. <clears throat> it I know. Is. I passed by Starbucks because they have uh, two in the city I live in, and there was a pumpkin spice sign yesterday. Are you a pumpkin spice person? Um, no, not really, but I have a friend that's really you got really excited. Oh, pumpkin. yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, this coffee's delicious. I've never tried it. Oh, <laughs> pumpkin spices. Uh, it's all right, it's not great. <laughs> okay, a lot of a lot of build up. I can't wait. I can't wait right to what she says about the podcast. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, TNJ, I listen to every episode. It kind of sucks. Let, no, sucks. What it's gonna be is later on, we're gonna find out it's the only one that like she'll be able to download. <laughs> So she doesn't have any other options. <laughs> it's gonna be the like, only wow. one that makes it past the government tape. <laughs> this interview <laughs> process. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. Josh, do you have a score on this yet? Yeah. I'm about to get a second cup whenever mm. our timer. Um, I'm at a 6.8. Same. I was going to say 6.8. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The bet. This is probably the best flavored coffee we've tried for sure oh hands down, hands down. it is the other ones we got coffee we've had terrible. that's not to speak modern lingo what that's no cap no wow <laughs> stay off tiktok like i said stay off tiktok um what, so, did you try yours have you tried that one before me Casey? yeah i've been yeah. drinking this in the morning so kind of uh, we got no dirty brew review here this is uh, just regular so day you, so okay, so it's seven o'clock at night. Do you need to be eating that? Drinking that? Eat. <laughs> eating, that. <laughs> eating that. I already ate dinner, actually. What you, her dad? Was it ramen was noodles? <laughs> was it like Vienna weenies? Um, no, actually it was uh what was that called? A pretzel. Um <laughs> with <laughs> you don't know what a pretzel is? <laughs> no, cold Greek. They call it they have a different word. Uh but it was Unless a pretzel that has um ham in the middle and cheese with poppy seeds on the outside. That's not a pretzel. That's a Romanian corn dog. That's a hot pocket. No, I'm just <laughs> it's kidding. a hot pocket, but it's shaped in a circle. Then, oh, <laughs> shaped in okay, a circle. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds. But it's I'll a have to take a picture of a place that you can see it. Oh, and they're homemade. Uh, yeah. What's it called? Uh, Kovrig. How do you in spell Romanian. C O V I R. Crap. C O V I R G I G I. If I didn't spell it wrong, Romania. 
So what would you rank the current coffee that you have? Um, it's kind of maybe like a five, maybe a takes you back to Maxwell House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does take me back to Maxwell House. Yes, it's yeah, yeah, that. They make sweet ones, like they put jam in the middle, <clears throat> and then they make the like savory ones. Oh, I'm sold. And then they make ones that don't have anything in the middle, and it just has things on the outside. <clears throat> I'm sold. We the weekend good. trip. We're going to get one. Romania. <laughs> How far is Romania from the United States? I mean, um, I, the East Coast, I guess. <clears throat> the East Coast. Well, like taking, you, there's no direct flight from here all the way to the States, you mm-hmm. have to stop somewhere in Western Europe. And then from- Do you Western go through Europe, Amsterdam? Amsterdam, Paris, um, London. Mm. One time I flew even from Turkey, which didn't make sense that it could that make it- seems like you're going, going backwards to go further forward. east before yeah. going, but it managed. Um, but from the West Coast, it takes, I think, 10 hours by flight to get to Detroit. So that's kind of past where you guys are, I think. Well, or maybe I went, about the same. I went to Uganda, mm-hmm. and I want to say it was nine hours to Uganda. But so, are you from Detroit, <clears throat> or are you in a city outside of Detroit? No, I live like three hours from Detroit. Right. Gotcha. About maybe two and a half. More the- towards Kalamazoo or Grand Rapids are the bigger cities that I live near. There. What's the name of the actual city that nobody's <laughs> probably heard of? Delton. 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 So is this on like the little mitten? Um, like if this is wait, how is it? It's mirroring it. So this way. Sure, I don't have a clue. Okay, it's like so you're like the palm of the mitten. Yeah, like it's only an hour uh, (laughs) north of Indiana. Yeah, because like you have Indiana and you have um, Ohio. Yeah. I so actually, the I went to grad school with a guy that lived in Michigan, but he was just north of the Indiana border because he would he would drive down into Indiana and there was a big RV manufacturing town there that he would work in. Uh, anyway, you probably don't know him. <laughs> I was about uh, to say that would have been a so you know, the world's pretty small. That has happened to me before. Actually, I mean, the compared first to the I universe, to I guess it's the first small. time you came to Romania. <clears throat> You knew yeah, somebody that I, knew somebody? Yeah, yeah. I worked with her in a coffee shop at a church in Wisconsin because I moved from Michigan to Wisconsin uh, to go to college. And um, there I worked with this girl. And then I went to Romania years later and there was a guy that also came and they were classmates at college in Illinois. Do people frequently wow. flee yeah. the Midwest for Romania? <laughs> Um, that other the guy came from California, actually. So that makes sense, though. That would a lot of people run from there. <laughs> He's in Kentucky now, actually. Fun fact. Wow. Well, my friend's name is Blake Ringenberg. <laughs> just throw it out there, just in case. Do you know just Blake, shot, just Blake shot Ringenberg? In shot in the dark. No, but you know, depending on the city, I have some relatives that live uh, further yeah. south towards Indiana. Like if it's Niles. If that sounds familiar, I have cousins that live there. Okay. Um, I, half, like a third of my dad's family lives in Indianapolis, which mm-hmm. is not close to the Michigan border, but it is in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
that's a quite a connection. Small, small world. Small world. <laughs> small world, man. Literally and, about 12 hours from and my mom's side of the family is from Kentucky. So probably knows your friend. Uh, <laughs> probably so. I've I've actually visited New York a few times, which is you know about 12 hours from Detroit. <laughs> so I might I have, have been ran to New York as well. Hey, look at that. Were you on the city. Brooklyn Bridge when Josh no. proposed to his wife? That is true. On the Brooklyn Bridge. We're actually going back in <laughs> three weeks. No, four weeks. So, yeah, this coffee's really good. It, are you satisfied with a 6 8? Is that okay of a score, Casey? Oh, I was like, <laughs> um, I, I had no expectation. So, no expectation. Because you've never tried, you sent us a coffee you've <laughs> never tried before. So. I would, yeah, it would be different, I guess. But that seems like about right for. Out of all of the flavored coffees for fruit, I've always liked the cherry one more than yeah. others. It's really good. It will definitely get drank the rest of it. Yeah, we have it, a whole pot. It kind of also has like a fall winter feel to it. Like it's like a yeah. winter coffee. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the temperature in Romania currently? Um, it's starting to become more fall like um, and getting more chilly. So I think it's been maybe in the 60s at night, maybe even 50s. And then um, during the day, it's like 70s, maybe upper okay. 70s. Okay. During the summer, what is it? Like during the peak? <laughs> um, there was a point when I went home for the summer, but my friends were talking. It was, um, oh man, I'm trying to, they tell me in Celsius and I know what that means, but I, don't, I never like translate it to Fahrenheit. I think it was over 100 or like Celsius? About. No, no, no. Really? <laughs> no. Really? No, Fahrenheit. Seek it was shelter. like 27 degrees or 28 degrees Celsius. Okay. Something like that. Um, so I was looking back. And on April 29th, you sent us an email. Mm-hmm. And it was right after our 50th. After episode. we begged for like months for anyone to reach out. <laughs> that we... That we we actually have good feedback, but nobody is willing to come on to the podcast. Yeah. Um, but you sent us, you gave us some encouragement, you talked about the 50th episode. And so now we are here uh, almost five months later. We finally get to interview. How in the world did you come across tattoos in Jesus in Romania? from us just launching this out of our counseling agency in Spartanburg, South Carolina? Um, so at the time when I first started, I don't remember exactly like the t- date that I listened to it. I know I think when I sent the email, I told myself I'd send you an email once I caught up to yeah. when the you had episode. It. Yeah, the yeah. current episode. So I had been listening for a while, but the original reason why I found it was I had an interest in tattoos or have an interest in tattoos and I had a lot of free time happening in my life around then and so I wanted and emailed some tattoo shops here in the city and to see if I could like uh be mentored or just like be around volunteer at a tattoo shop which isn't something that people do okay <laughs> so anyways though i emailed them volunteer I services yeah is that on the tattoo uh, red shop. cross website where you can <laughs> volunteer at tattoo shops like just, to draw or just to be in there 
I just like the atmosphere of tattoo okay. parlors. Okay. So um, I emailed one that I always have been interested in. Sphinx is what it's called here. Okay. And um, they never got back to me. But at the time, I was like looking for a podcast. Mm. I listened to a lot of true crime and I was like, okay, I should branch out and like not <laughs> all of my podcasting with right. just true crime. So I was like, oh, I wonder if they make podcasts about tattoos. So at first I wrote tattoos and then uh, yours came up as one of the suggestions. And when I said tattoos and Jesus, I also had been feeling convicted. I should read the Bible more or something. And I was like, this is a sign. So I was like, tattoos and Jesus, both. <laughs> Look <laughs> so at I, Yes. Our soul yes. sister right here. That's right. Tattoos and Jesus. But like. And you felt like the Holy Spirit of God in that shop. moment was like, you need this. You need this in your <laughs> yeah. life. And then you and listen to the first. From that episode. moment, this, mm. this meeting was going to happen. So did you listen to the very exactly. first episode? Did you start at like Enter yeah. the Disconnection or whatever it was? Yep, yep. I started from the beginning. When my microphone was not on. I was, was going to say, into I got to give you mad props for your staying power. Because uh, I like 100%. to believe, if nothing else, our audio quality has improved. <laughs> Tremendously. I mean, we uh, definitely just now got two mics maybe about two months ago. Whereas the cheapskate, <laughs> the mic that Marty's using, we actually sat like three feet from each other, and just like we're like face <laughs> to. It was it was, it, rough. It, it was a rough hard situation. to get into a flow when me and Marty are kind of leaning. The first time we back. ever recorded, I felt like kissing him the entire time. <laughs> I'm like the only people that get this close to me is my wife and kids when I'm giving them a kiss. Uh-huh. Yeah, anyway, it was a little awkward. It was. So what was what was your first thoughts when you like you're about to listen to this podcast? Why have you kept listening? Like, yeah, what what was your first initial thought? What drew you in? Like, I'm just so intrigued by this. Um, well, I was just interested to see what you guys were gonna say. Like, I was like, hmm, to name it tattoos and Jesus, what is this about? And then also it said, I think it said something psychology too, which I've always Mm-hmm. That was interesting as well, just the way that people um, think and behave. But um, yeah, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought, so I don't there remember you what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why uh, did you? Why did you keep listening to the show? Why did I keep listening to? Well, um, I. I don't know. I enjoyed the way that you guys banter. At least I actually didn't know you weren't. You didn't know each other. I think maybe a couple months or something or a year. I'm remembering yeah. right oh yeah I, it seems like to each other like yeah. a lot a long time like when i've known people like that. him <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't really know what that means but uh yeah the first episode we had knew each other for about two months yeah which is like you had such chemistry together yeah. it was like love at first sight really yeah, yeah. And, yeah. romance was formed that's and it we share a, a call so station this may sound really I think, I don't know if I said this or not, but literally how the podcast started is one of the things is we were just sitting talking in our supervision, quote unquote, because it wasn't very supervisory. <laughs> like when we first met each other <clears throat> and I remember just laughing so hard thinking if I could listen to this conversation, it would be hilarious. <laughs> and somehow, and it, and like each time we met, so we met legitimately probably a couple months before the show popped off. 
And legitimately, every time we met once a week, we had really like intriguing conversations about faith or counseling or just something ridiculous. And we laughed like crazy. And so I was like, I'm telling you, like people could listen to this. And I think it would be funny and slightly enjoyable. And so that's what prompted the conversation that then led to a podcast. Yeah, because I'd already had a pod, like the Anchor app. I'd already set up everything because at one point I was going to do something with somebody and it fell. So I already had an account. So we just, I logged back in and I was like, I have an account. Like we could just start. And so we just we started. Started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what, what are your favorite parts about it? Cause I've asked this question before. I even actually asked it last night and I, everybody tells us they like different parts, but I don't think I've met anybody that actually enjoys both sections of our podcast where it's like right. coffee reviews banter going into the deeper. Discussion. And I will say we've kind of like, and maybe you've picked up on this. Like, I feel like we've streamlined our approach with time. Like used to, there was a very clear, like introduction and then there was a very clear coffee review and then we would talk about something ridiculous and then there was a very clear transition now it's i think it's a little more seamless it's a little more of a fluid conversation and so it's not as segmented but there still tends to be this like intro coffee review funny banter that transitions to meaningful-ish conversation sometimes yeah so what 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 did you, what did you, did you thoroughly enjoy like the more, the more banter or the more deeper, like what, what kind of drew you in? Josh's ego even more struggling and he just really needs you. No, I'm just intrigued because I've had people tell me they, they hate the deeper discussion part, but they love like the reviews and the banter. And then I've had the opposite where they fast forward halfway through the podcast. Yeah. I've literally people had it said, never review coffee again. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I find both parts, both aspects entertaining or like, I guess like coffee review. I've, there's a lot of the things that I've never tried or sometimes I haven't heard of. It's like local. But if I was around your area, like if I knew like the one place, I'm sorry, I've already forgotten the name of it. The one you got the creme brulee, the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, oh the, uh, cow pins, the cow pins and, and then Little yeah. River. Little River was one too, yeah. Yeah, like those places I would... <laughs> probably go and try those places after hearing it um just to be like i wonder if my opinion is the same as theirs or not because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what i think but i just don't have the chance to actually test that but um, well, that would be an expensive road trip <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, to to be let down by coffee that's yeah. it's mediocre no. Um, but yeah, so there, I do like that aspect of it. Um, and cause I do like coffee. I wouldn't say I'm like a coffee snob in the sense that I know everything about how to roast it properly or anything like that. And sometimes I'm in it just for the experience. So like, if mm-hmm. you go to a place and their coffee sucks, but they're so nice, I'm like, you're oh, still going to go back. Go back. <laughs> yeah. So what's your favorite kind of coffee? Like, what do you gravitate towards? Um, like in like a like light, dark, medium roast or flavors or um generally like here I drink a lot of cappuccino, which it would be more like a latte, I guess and they call it cappuccino here, but it would be like a mm-hmm. latte in the States. Um, but without flavor, like just um the strong coffee taste mm-hmm. and milk. 
but it yeah. has to be strong because it's sad when you just have a glass of milk warm milk <laughs> brown <laughs> milk yeah warm yeah. milk with a splash oh. of coffee mm-hmm. so have you ever thought i wish they would do this on the podcast differently um told less dad jokes <laughs> i think it's hilarious the, the whole thing oh, i think no. is just funny no no i think it's fun the dad joke in and of itself like i laugh at almost anything so i would probably laugh at it but i laugh even more with your reaction so it's just like the whole package like if it was one or just the other it just wouldn't be but because of the interaction 90 percent of the reasons i tell the jokes is because of josh's reaction yeah i can tell i find that to be funnier than the joke itself because he's like Bearable. so put off every single time. It's so unbearable. <laughs> like it really, because it really, it's just like so corny. Like, why do you go down that route? But you know, it is what it is. Fine, whatever. So yeah, um, I, I don't think you do it all that often. Like where yeah. I would say, like, oh, you're only cracking dad jokes, yeah. and getting right, upset yeah. about it. <laughs> I will, I, yeah, I will strategically placed. No, not in the office. Sometimes it's just all the time, but it's fine. Um, so do you have any tattoos? Um, yeah, I do. How many do you have? Um, I never know how to count that because, like, what percentage of your body is tattooed? 50%? No, no, no. It's not that much of a percentage, but like, the reason why I don't know how to count is because, like, I got Mm. my first tattoo as like a pair, but it's on my feet. So, like, one is on each of my feet and so like visually people would be like oh you have two but i'm like but it's one piece have one without the other yeah kind of like feet kind of like feet yeah yeah (laughs) what so what is your favorite tattoo that you've got and like what what's the meaning behind it if there is a meaning some people just get it because they like the way it looks um no yeah i have meanings behind all of my tattoos that i have um somewhat of a meeting at least um the one that i like the most it's kind of hard to choose it's like choosing a child <laughs> like right. your favorite child. that's not true i clearly have a favorite child <laughs> i'm <or> just kidding <laughs> both both <laughs> um probably the my most recent one it's just the um maybe the most detailed one that i've had um and that one i just did super randomly and thankfully it turned out really well um it was actually this past May, I think. Um, my parents came um, on a delayed, they had been waiting to go on this Mediterranean cruise since around when COVID hit. And they finally were able to go and take this trip. And it started and ended in Italy. And so um, I flew over for a weekend to meet them in Italy. And where our Airbnb was in the same block was a tattoo parlor. And I was like, mom, don't you want to get a tattoo? <laughs> while we're in Italy and so we just walked in and just asked if they had an appointment and then um I got it later that day I think most people just just get pizza or something in Italy (laughs) (laughs) I had pizza as well oh is it good Uh, it's different I can't fly to Italy on a weekend it's so it was so cheap but then I was like man like I mean in comparison to like me flying not from the states to there super expensive but um from here to there I think it was maybe 50 euros or something like that yeah it's not it's not too it really terribly. wasn't what how much is that in like u.s dollars about the same like 55 maybe oh, that's not, oh no that's not bad yeah. so did your mom get a tattoo too 
So here was the thing. They only had time for mine. <laughs> so my mom didn't get a tattoo. You live there. Your mom was visiting from Michigan. Yeah. And what you like to watch me get a tattoo is what you should have said. <laughs> yeah. Well, the intention was she would yeah. also get one, but um, she didn't. because Does she have any one. tattoos? Yeah, my mom has lots of tattoos. Oh, so your parents are cool with you having tattoos. Yes. Um, the first one that I got was when I was 18. Um, but I waited until my mom was okay with it. Um, mm-hmm. my mom has a lot of tattoos, but in her opinion, she didn't want my, uh, perfect little body to be marred with a tattoo. She had many, she didn't want me to have it. <laughs> and so at Christmas, she gave me her blessing by giving me a tattoo gift card. Oh, wow. So then nice. I got my first one then. No one has ever looked at me and said, Marty, I don't want your perfect little body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like people give me a lot of reasons not to get tattoos. My body's never one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very true. Uh, so what's, did you, <laughs> funny story or a funny question. Did you ever get a volunteer job at any tattoo shop that you emailed? Like, did that ever did that no, ever come never through happened and i really want to still i was a little bit too scared because my romanian um like understanding is pretty good my speaking is like so and so and so i felt too intimidated to like go into a tattoo parlor because i'm like uh i'm going i would rather i don't know i probably would get myself in a bad situation because i can't express myself well <laughs> Gotcha. So I okay. thought like if I emailed them and they email me back, then maybe I can uh, go and test it out. But like, did you it, want to become an apprentice at some point? Like, give a tattoo? That's on my bucket list, but I wouldn't want to be like a tattoo artist. Oh, you know, you can buy guns online, like fake skin. <laughs> fake Wait, skin. what? Are yeah. you talking about like just a practice? No, no, no. It's one like of tattoo people guns. Tattoo guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tattoo oh, guns and okay. fake skin. So why it comes with fake skin? You can buy fake skin. So the only reason I know this is the don't guy try. that I used to don't, go up to in North Carolina try. for my tattoo. Like the first couple times I went there, there was an apprentice working there, mm-hmm. and he used to pull out these skins that and show me his work. And so it's they're literally just triangles mm-hmm. of like kind of stretchy type substance that are that mimics skin and so you would just stretch it out uh-huh. and then you could use it to practice your art i mean it's not perfect but it's close i also know people use grapefruits yeah i always heard about like using a fruit like grapefruit or orange or something i just never feel stupid right now well I'm, it was just do you know that he ordered this skin with the gun off of like Amazon or do you I mean, just I like, so. I hope it wasn't like scalping people. <laughs> I mean, I've heard people do pig skin. Tattoo got. practice skins. Boom. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's interesting. $23. Yeah. I would rather, I mean, I don't, yeah, I should practice. Someone probably wouldn't let me just tattoo them. <laughs> be like, Hey, yeah. never been a tattoo, but, for twelve ninety-nine. For twelve ninety-nine, you can <laughs> it get was real close. Pack. We almost I had a friend group that we almost gave each other all tattoos because one of a one of them bought a tattoo gun. He's really? actually a pretty good tattoo artist nowadays. Okay. Um, but yeah, at that time we were like, we'll do that to each other. Thankfully we didn't. Everyone <laughs> I've ever known that like tried to tattoo themselves, they end up just tattooing all over the top of their thighs. And their thighs really? end yeah. up looking horrible. 
that mm. friend did it on his calf. Um, AFI, that's like a band, right? AFI. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a fan of that, and he got it on his. He tattooed himself on his calf, their their symbol, and it looked like you wouldn't know that he did it himself. It yeah, very nice. But that was before but, he owned his own tattoo gun. He borrowed his cousins or something. So can you just walk into these tattoo shops and just? sit there and just instead of asking to volunteer like, start just, showing up with a brain like, i don't want to like book <laughs> anything but i would like to just like sit here for the day and just get a sticker and goes. put volunteer and just stick it there and just show up and everybody will think somebody else knows what's going on so nobody will say <laughs> nobody anything. Will ask anything nobody you start asks. picking up trash it's just like <laughs> so why why are you in Romania? We got to skip that question. Well, let's get the full story before we hop all the way to Romania. Like, like just give a give us an intro to Casey. At, you know, can't just be like, "Why are you in Romania?" She's going to backtrack anyway. You don't know that. So, Casey, what is the story behind you? Mm-hmm. Like, grew up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. That's about all we got so far, outside the fact that you're in Romania. And your mom's so, got some sweet tats. Yeah, and that yeah, you kind of... She's a lovely lady. Opie doped her in Italy, but other than that, I'm sure she's okay. Well, to be fair, I mean, she was she was fine with it because she didn't have, like, an idea of... She was just going to get a tattoo just because I said um, two. We already have a tattoo that we have the same, so it wouldn't be, okay. like... It wasn't like, oh, this one time thing, but yeah, your question, what is, what's my life? I guess I, yeah, like, like what's, I said, the, what's the story of, like, how did you, uh, Marty's question is how did you, how did you end up in Romania? So just like, give us some background on you, where you went to school, how did you ended up, what you're doing, all that good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to sound super random because that's what my life is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. We like it. Um, I was born and raised in Michigan, um, stayed in the same little town, Delton, my entire life until I was 18. And then I left to Wisconsin, uh, in a suburb of Milwaukee called Waukesha. And I lived there for five years and I went to school for two of those years at a school at the time that was called New Tribes Bible Institute. It's now called Ethnos 360. I think they changed their names. Um, I feel like I've heard that before. It's a mission organization, New Tribes okay. Mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I went there. I wanted to um, understand the Christianity that I claimed um, okay. was my reasoning to going to Bible school. I didn't have any direction of a career. And I saw like friends or relatives that did a lot of schooling <clears throat> and then switching um, majors and minors or whatever, and just wasting a lot of money, it seemed like, because they pursued something for years and then were like, no, and then they did this for years. And so I didn't want to do that. So I thought, well, my beliefs will always follow me wherever I go or whatever I do. So I went to the Bible Institute. Um, and then I stayed there three more years after that and worked for them in their kitchen. Um, so I interned and then was the head cook there for a little bit. And then I wanted a change. I felt like that time was done. God was telling me, uh, I feel like that's kind of a cop out. Sometimes God was telling me just because you wanted to do it. But and you, can't, and you can't push back on that. Nobody yeah, can be like, nobody no, can no, ever think, argue with it's the greatest two weeks the- notice ever. <laughs> <laughs> Unless if your people are atheists. 
Right. But right. in that case, they they weren't atheists. They worked okay. at a Bible school. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. That was, um, that was part of their there. witnessing program. They brought in atheist cooks. <laughs> yeah, 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 part of it. Um, but no, I uh, actually wanted to leave for an entire year. Um, but I talked to a financial advisor then, and she was saying how I shouldn't just up and leave. I should save money because I had a good place going on. And I also saw that there was a lot of changes happening there. So it was good for me to stay and help them in that transition. So I stayed an additional year making the third year. And then I moved to Ireland was my goal. And um, because in my mind, I didn't want to go back to Michigan. I was done with Wisconsin. I could go to any state and like restart. But if that's the case, I might as well go somewhere. I've always wanted to go and I'm going to have to restart anyway. So Ireland. Logically, um, so you just lobby. so that was just like I like literally just like Ireland, like yeah, there was I nothing. To go you there. have Irish ancestry. Um, Here we go I did with like ancestry dot com. I think it was that one too. But according to that, I have like some little bit growing up before all that technology came. Nobody ever claimed to be Irish, okay. <laughs> so it wasn't something that I grew up feeling I was yeah. connected there or something. That's fair. Um, but yeah, at the time it was in 2018, I think, uh, when I moved or I wanted to move, but Brexit was still happening between um, the UK mm-hmm. and the Republic of Ireland. And they stopped taking volunteer visas at that time, applications. So I um, didn't get that, but I had already bought my plane tickets for a 10 month period, but you can't, as a US citizen, if you don't know, you can go to most European states or European countries for three months and stay there without needing a visa just because of the citizenship. And so Ireland's like that. And then I wanted to stay there 10 months and it didn't work because well, three months, no, no visa. So I had to leave and go somewhere else to another country. And so I chose England and Romania at that time to stay a month and a month and a little bit at to reset my visa so I could continue my stay in Ireland. Um, And when I did those countries, I met the pastor that I go to the church now here in Romania. Um, I met him and I was like kind of an assistant and also worked at a after school club with kids and really enjoyed my time, but also really wanted to go back to Ireland. And so I went back to Ireland um, after that and I made it through customs. And like when I first, the original time when I went to Ireland, like months prior, they were very um, particular. They were like, where, um, how long are you going to be here for? And they were like, I showed them my other ticket to England and they said, wow, that's 90 days, which is the three months. And I like, did you count the days? And I was like, yes, I did. (laughs) Because I could stay 90 days. So I counted as long as I could stay. But they were very um, aware of that in like particular. So when I was going back to Ireland, I actually wasn't gone for an entire three months. I was only gone for two and a half months. And I was like, oh, they're going to notice. Because like they noticed that when I came I was staying exactly 90 days. Like when I come back, they're going to notice that I haven't been gone for three months. Um, So I had it in the back of my mind. I'll just go back to Romania and help that pastor if it doesn't work out. 
and when I went through customs, they just were like, welcome back to Ireland. They didn't even say anything. They were very like welcoming. And I walked past the customs place and just had this like, oh, I wanted to be refused so I can go back to Romania. Like, I didn't realize how much I really wanted that until that moment when they accepted me back. And I know, sorry, long story. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's your podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> So then I went back to where I was uh, volunteering, uh, it's a place called Huntington Castle in uh, Ireland. And the guy there let me have a week off um, when I, um, I came back to do a vacation Bible school at the church I was going to in Ireland. And when I went to the church during the week, my current boss had brought her kids, her students, um, there on a, a camp abroad for the summer. So I met her there and she offered me a job in Romania in Craiova, which is where I'm at, which is where the pastor that I was working for, who was staying in the village, he was making a church plant in Craiova. So out of all of the whole country, I met a lady in Ireland whose school was in Craiova and she offered me a job to work for her so wow okay yeah so I what ended, is your so what do you do <laughs> i well then i was an english teacher um for children um ages well the school works with from ages five to 18 it's like an after school program it's not um during the school <clears throat> but this year uh, my boss started an international school so now I'm teaching art and uh, I'm doing a course with encouraging creativity and global perspectives is the other course I'm doing with them. And at the moment where I'm doing digital literacy, but that one, hopefully someone else will come on board and continue teaching them because at some point I'm not going to be able to understand how to teach them these so how gotcha. long did it take you to learn or at least to be able to function in the Romanian language? Um, well, actually, the, the one crazy thing that happened when I went from Ireland to Romania the first time, people were like, OK, England, it's another English speaking country. But Romania, like they don't speak English, Casey. What are you doing? Don't, do you know their language? And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And I remember being on the plane and them giving the announcements like, please be seated, buckle up. And it was all in Romanian. And I was like, oh, this is why people were telling me I should <laughs> be like, concerned. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was interesting because I took Spanish in high school and not that I can speak Spanish, like typical, uh, I feel like. The typical. high school class, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one like five words, yeah. Adequate Michigan Spanish class adequately words. prepared me for Romania. Yeah, well, what it did prepare me for was even on that flight, because I remember not under, I mean, understanding because I took enough flights to know what they were saying, mm -hmm. but I could hear the word breaks from the very first time when I heard it. And I feel like that must have been like a God's blessing <laughs> or something, because <laughs> a lot of people can't like make the distinguish between words. Um, at least when you're first exposed to a language, that's pretty common. So for some reason, and I, I put it back to like Spanish, my Spanish exposure, and then also just God's grace in the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. a are they both, am I using this for, are they both romantic languages? 
Yeah, yeah. Romantic so there's languages. similar. Okay. Yeah, some words are quite similar, like um, avión. It's like the same, um, or like counting in Spanish. Oh, I'm probably gonna uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. Yeah. And then in Romanian, it's un, doi, tre, patro, cin, chasse, and then it starts going. Shop the op, then it. Gotcha. So there's some similarities. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was, there is actually a Mexican couple that came to visit. They might be moving here as missionaries. Um, and she was saying though, like, and she's fluent in Spanish. She's like, the, really the overlap is very little. Like for me, I feel like it's very big, but I guess it's everything that stuck overlapped mm-hmm. <laughs> in Spanish. But if I actually knew Spanish, it wouldn't be helpful. <laughs> okay. Well, it worked for you. Yeah. Yeah, it did. But yeah, I'm still learning. I, I can't speak properly. I speak like a child in Romanian using the wrong tenses. And um, yeah, I can understand a lot better yeah. than I can speak. But you at least know enough that you get what you need done. Yeah, I can get by. And the whole uh, my work was full immersion classes. So like when I was teaching English, it was my whole day was just in English to the kids and to my coworkers. They studied at the um, university um, in languages. And so they're fluent in English as well. So it kind of overlapped in that sense. I didn't use much Romanian and now I use it a bit more. Um but for a while, my circumstances really just kept me in an English bubble, which is also why I wanted the tattoo parlor because I was like, oh, it will force me, maybe. But it's also a university. I'm sure there's town. nowhere else in the country where you can be immersed in Romanian, yeah. like a tattoo parlor. <laughs> Not if I just like knock on my neighbor's door. You're going to show up to church on yeah. Sunday and you're going to be like, what's up, pastor? And he's going to be like, what did you just say to me? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Don't ever use those words in here. Uh, <laughs> you may, sorry, I didn't know my tattoo <laughs> mentor. <laughs> yeah, he used this word all the time. I thought yeah. it meant hey. he was he was using these words for me as I just sat in the shop for eight hours <laughs> yeah. without their consent. <laughs> all right, so Casey, do you have? I mean, you you seem like the kind of person that just kind of goes by the seat of your pants. Like when a situation seems to wrap up, you're like, ah. It's time to move on, but you just kind of roll with it. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I'm done with Wisconsin. Let's hit up Ireland. So do you have an idea of a time frame that you want to stay in Romania or are you just like rolling with it? Um, I have been rolling with it just to see like I've stayed here way longer than I expected. And how long have you been there total now? So this is my fourth school year, I think. Okay. So okay. good. You've been there for, yeah, you've been there for four years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's going on my fourth year. Um, granted, I do get to go home quite frequently, only because my parents are so gracious to buy me plane tickets to go back home. <laughs> um, otherwise, I wouldn't be able to afford that. But I'm able to go about twice a year, like at Christmas and at summer. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. Um, I have made it home for my entire life um, for Christmas. So that's always. So I'll be coming back. That's December. the benchmark that you're trying to maintain. Yeah. I think I'd be pretty sad. One day it will happen where I won't make it home or like, well, yeah. family dynamics will change and stuff. But um, until then, I will. So you were in you were in Romania during the COVID pandemic. Correct. Yeah. But you were still able to make it home. Because I went to Christmas. I came back and the pandemic hit. Okay. Because um, it, it was March. 
Mm-hmm. And then I, by the time December came back around again, they let up some of the restrictions and that was the best flight I had ever taken. Cause I don't know if you've ever flown internationally. I mean, I know, I think Marty, you said you did. Yeah. 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 Um, but they have uh, like, you know, the seats three yeah. rows or whatever, mm-hmm. um, three aisles. I mean, and they have, they had every aisle. Oh, space. Yeah. Yeah, and then the aisle in front of you, behind you, and to the left or right of you was open. Yeah. So it was the weirdest but best. Yeah, like you had to keep your mask on the whole time. Um, so that was a bit unfortunate. But other than that, it was the most spacious. And yeah, I actually laid down on the seats, and it was yeah. <laughs> so Romania is located very close to Ukraine, right? Does it border Ukraine? It, isn't um, it on the western it's on the western side of ukraine correct yeah yeah the black sea is there and you have <clears throat> ukraine um uh, hungary serbia so how much if at all have you guys been impacted by the war in ukraine um, has, i'm guessing there's been a, a lot of people that have moved or maybe relocated temporarily to romania yeah that has happened um as the longer since it started, the less I hear about it. But at first, it was definitely a high concern for my family back home. They were like, Casey, you should come back home now because there's a war that's starting like mm-hmm. at your neighbor and you shouldn't stay there. Um, the people here, they were like, I can see oh. that you listened well. Yes, I'm still here. But I was like, ah, oh, mom, I'm in, I'm in the south. So I am the almost the furthest away that I could mm-hmm. get away get from the when you gotta think like the war like being on the western side of ukraine puts you at the furthest potential point from the war and then if you're at the furthest point in romania you're actually pretty removed yeah like on a map it would freak out family and friends in the states i get that Mm -hmm. but logistically it's not really within arm's reach of you personally right and if you looked at the other countries around um we have nato here we're partnered with them so if they started something with Romania, then everyone associated with NATO would come. So gotcha. we were pretty like secure in that sense. Um, but yeah, we did see refugees and do still see refugees that come. It's a lot less um, than it, when the war first started, for sure. Um, my church changed its focus um, to helping the refugees um they still are but they're definitely not coming in as like in the droves that they were like the train station was always just packed with refugees and um finding places they still do have governmental help like if um like the lady i rent from this is her apartment they kind of do it differently than what i can understand in the states you can do like she owns this apartment she doesn't own the building but this apartment unit Mm -hmm. and she rents it to me and i give her rent every month But if uh, she had given this to a Ukrainian family, the government would pay their rent to her. Mm. They have this like program happening still um, now to help Mm. give places for refugees. Yeah. So you've been pretty open. You've talked about your faith. I mean, we didn't go into detail, but your faith is important to you. You went to a Bible college. You're plugged into a church plant now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In, In Romania. What is what are what is something you have recognized being part of the church internationally that kind of 
has been insightful to you compared to your experience with the church domestically in the United States? Has there any, is there any difference that, in, that you see in Christianity worldwide that's been eye-opening or insightful for you? Um, yeah, I would say, but it might be just my background of Christianity in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a non-denominational Midwestern church. Oh man, living on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Super radical. Um, so in comparison to there, and when I went to Ireland and to here, um, just the way that church is done or like what is not necessarily, I don't want to say what is sin, but somewhat. Cause like, like in, I grew up very conservative in that sense Mm -hmm. at the church. When I went to Ireland, like it would be not uncommon to go have a beer with the pastor at a pub. Like, so Ireland loosens up its definition of sin. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, Josh and I are moving. I was, I was Josh. About to say, so me and Marty have booked our plane tickets to Ireland. You tell me where the least <laughs> amount of conviction lives, and we're moving. Um, I mean, it's not good. like that, but it's just that, like they, the culture is different. So. Right a lot of things happen around the pub. So just like Germany, Germany is very similar to that. Their view of alcohol is is very, very different. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you remove yourself and you guys talked about this once on your podcast, Mm. if you remove yourself from the world, you aren't effective. So like if in the culture, the place that most people are socializing around is the pub, then that's where you need to be too. Like, to say I'll never go there you'll never see anyone (laughs) so in that sense um I wouldn't say that the pastor was like getting drunk or something I don't know because I never really went out with him in that sense good clarification yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and then also just the Holy Spirit like being led more um very both in both places in Ireland and in uh Romania are very spiritually driven and that's like regardless of religion Mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is like witchcraft is around in both places and it's seen not associated with Christianity necessarily but both countries are like um, Romania is orthodox Um, that's their national religion and uh, the Republic of Ireland is Catholic so they do have that in school like so in school they're taught these religions so it's very much a part of the backbone of society which is very different Mm -hmm. in the states but then like witchcraft is also prevalent but it's not associated with religion necessarily if that makes sense yeah yeah Yeah. that makes sense It's, it's almost like in those countries they are just more willing to see and interact with like the spiritual realm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether yeah. it be positive or negative. Yeah. Whereas I would say in the United States, maybe the experience is true for you is we talk about the spiritual realm, but practically, I don't think we really believe it exists. Yeah. Like we have yeah, a hard like time. Yeah. So have you seen anything that you're like, oh crap, I don't believe it, but like the, I am seeing it with my own eyes versus what I was just told growing up? Um, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough one. Right like there. when I was in Africa, there was a witch doctor there performing rituals. Mm-hmm. You don't see that in Chesney, South Carolina. 
Right. And so there was a real time experience <laughs> that was like a little, it was just different. It just opens on which eyes bar to, you go to, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> did you, There's this in, hookah that bar. Experience, in that experience, did you feel like you saw something? No, it was, it was more of just them openly promoting it. Mm-hmm. And in its existence, we weren't actually there. Like, and I didn't experience anything particularly insightful. It'd been kind of cool, I guess. Kind of like a cultural storytelling show. Yeah. But yeah, there was no like no ghost showed up. You know, <laughs> my grandma didn't pop up or anything. And be like Marty. No. <laughs> so I don't know. I I mean, I've always ghost is one of those things. Like, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> how to yeah. yeah but i always associate like if i feel like there's some like i don't i think that those experiences that people have are real but mm-hmm. i just don't know if it's your like your, grandma. your ghost yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like, you yeah. know like i think it's something but yeah. it's not who you think it is right okay, well, then oh, how do you look explain at this grandma there's a and story then it's like a demon really just like story story the... or even an angel like i feel like or that an angel also happen, yeah but but how about that story in the Old Testament where, yeah. where Saul, there's a story in the Old Testament where Saul travels to another country, goes to a ne- necromancer, whatever that is, and they summon an, an ancient Christian figure who basically tells Saul he's going to die or something. That's all drugs. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> bad I also- that happens in the New Testament too, like when, uh, isn't it when Jesus goes on the mountain? And like the old yeah. figures come mm-hmm. around him. Any? No? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, yes. No, yes. no, yeah, yeah. The two prophets. Yeah. It's right before. Yeah. With, yes. <laughs> but yeah, but this is, but I think Jesus has a little so are bit you more saying that you haven't seen in any... this than <laughs> I think your Old Testament example might be a little dated. Let's get to the heart of the matter. Have you seen any Roma- Romanian ghosts? Romanian ghosts? No. <sighs> Irish ghosts. Irish. I wouldn't have called it a ghost. That wasn't because <laughs> yeah. of a long night at the pub. <laughs> I was about to say, was that might be influenced by other things. No, I honestly I don't know. It, that was a strange situation, I suppose. Um so you did have a strange Irish situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and in that instance, I feel like though I was I don't know how to even ex- begin to explain that, but um, I think that God protected me and convicted my, the person I was working for as well to mm-hmm. help protect me. Um, so like the place I lived was a 16th century castle. It was, it started off as a fortress and then the family uh, retook it and then made, or a family took it and then they made it into a living quarters was his name William Wallace no <laughs> William, um, really <laughs> William Wallace or Mel Gibson <laughs> no sorry you just, you he subtly... just watched two Mel Gibson movies for the first time the other day <laughs> so he's you, like how are you just going to subtly mention that you lived in a medieval castle <laughs> I told you there's a lot of random things that have happened in my life. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. All right, so you're <laughs> living in this. Face. I'm sorry. I don't. The no, reason why it mattered was because the family that owned it, it still is in that same bloodline. And at some point in the 80s, they built a chapel um, onto the original fortress. And the chapel room is, it then got turned into a library and then now is used by the current family's residence as like a place for volunteers when they're working there 
And so I stayed in the chapel room when I first came. And for some reason, I had to stay in another room. And my, uh, the person I worked for was like very apologetic, like too much. So, you know, like, I kind of was like yeah. And it was that night that something happened. And so I was like, oh, and I Can met. You with tell the- us what happened. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of like. <laughs> there's a lot of bobbing and weaving at this fortress. Here. Something <laughs> she levitated off the ground. <laughs> No, I was sleeping in the, I was going to bed in a room that I didn't normally stay in. Um, It was kind of across the hall and away down the hall um, from where the chapel was, but there's two beds, um, like twin beds. And one went like, was like face to face to a doorway that went to a bathroom. And um, there was just a dark figure. Like I wouldn't say I could see like his whole head compared to like arms, but like it was a definite silhouette of a dark presence. I would say a man, but but it was like that stature of a man just standing there. Um, And it was one of those things that I was confident that I didn't only see it, but I could feel it. Like the pressure, I guess, is the way to say that. What, Um, What time was this? what time it was nighttime but i mean like kind of like now where it's like dark out but not i I don't remember the time or the date specifically but (laughs) i do remember praying when i was like okay like god i'm going to go to sleep because like what do you do not sleep (laughs) if there's a large figure in the doorway i knew it wasn't a person that was the thing so that like, gave you more confidence that to, go to, to go to sleep when it was possibly something that could. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I can yeah. list at least you 10 things I would do before person. sleep. Marty would have been sleeping at the pub, is basically what he's saying. <laughs> there he was a have... pub right down the road. Those are nice people, too. But um, <laughs> the, I remember like, cl- like closing my eyes because I was scared. I wasn't like, I was just staring at it. Um, and I was praying to God and I, I didn't actually open my eyes and see this, but like in my mind's eye. So this part like wasn't like a visual thing. I felt like I was surrounded by light and I fell asleep. Like, and then I woke up the next day and I went to Dublin, I think that next day. And I was meeting the girl that usually stayed in that room. And I, I asked her, I didn't tell her what happened. I was like, Hey, was there anything ever odd? Like, did you like the room you stayed in? And she was like, yeah, it was fine. I was like, anything weird ever happened? And she's like, no, not really. Like, I was like, okay, just wondering. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you, and did you ever tell anybody what happened? I told them there when we were in Dublin, but I didn't ever talk about it when I was still, because I still stayed there. Um, in that same room? No, I went back to the chapel room where I normally was. And then that was before I left to go to England and Romania. And when I came back, I still went to that same castle. And I, the guy, again, he said, you can't stay in the chapel, but you're staying in this other, the third room. So the third bedroom I stayed in. Um, but there was another moment in that same bedroom Um where the door handle was like, it was a knob and it was like going like that. And just the way that the setup was, um, there was no windows in that hallway. 
um, I don't know how to explain that very well, but in between the rooms and there was no doors, windows, because we kind of checked things later on. It's a medieval castle. I feel like there's just stone. <laughs> well, this was the addition. So this was oh. a built on to the addition. Like, the family lived in the old part. And we lived in the newer part. Gotcha. I guess. But yeah, that was an experience too, I suppose. But it was in the same bedroom. I suppose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just casual it's just casual now i might have nightmares yeah i ran into i ran into them a few times but it will be that was something that um when i came back it was definitely like even though i had wanted to come back to romania i met and like lived with some guys at that time um two from greece and two from france um and that was the we really needed to meet i guess and we were, we were very always talking about religion they had different upbringings beliefs and stuff and um I remember they used to kind of make fun of me for like that I believed in Christianity or God or whatnot um not like hardcore but just enough to be like aha this or we'd watch a scary movie okay so you're gonna be able to sleep tonight I'm like well I have God I don't know how you guys are gonna do it yeah. <laughs> like because like, sometimes and especially the guys that uh lived in the one room uh I was like I'm praying. I would, I would literally, when I would go to sleep, I'd pray for their protection too. Cause I was like, this place is like, Oh, I failed to mention, um, as well underneath in the basement or the dungeon in the, I think it was in the eighties or sixties, the family that lives there, they opened, uh, um, uh, what is that called? A temple, a temple to the goddess of Isis. It's a Egyptian goddess mm -hmm. and they still practice there. So it is something that's like they there was some like just weird moments and they're they, they do like kind of like sun salutations and like just silent worshiping to nature type of thing, like their services um, that I had seen from like the window of our apartment. So <laughs> there was definitely some weird things also happening that I would <laughs> associate with all of that sort of stuff of like demons <laughs> i failed to mention the dungeon is how we started <laughs> that off like that would be no point number one would have been i lived in a place that had a dungeon i mean first I of don't, all i don't really know how i feel about ghosts but this large feature <laughs> yeah. creature that didn't have it was just there mm -hmm. It and outside my apartment window, uh, there was a dungeon that worshipped other gods. Yeah, and there was another, actually, now that I remember, there was something that happened here in Romania as well. But I feel like that one wasn't uh, an evil presence. It doesn't I hold a candle. Hmm? It doesn't hold a candle to the dungeon yes. master. And the lady in yellow is what I always called her. The lady but... in yellow? Mm -hmm. I would so... see her often but that one i'm not confident about because i was like kind of going insomniac at that time and i was like i think that mind's just messing with me so like that, that one, one like, up to hesitation. hallucinations that oh, that one. One. Um, the other one okay. confident that i saw and felt it. listen we just have a few minutes left i got do you have a final question. A question yeah i got one one i don't one. know where i don't know how to leave <laughs> we come back from this i failed <laughs> to mention mm. the dungeon still sticks in my mind but um so, all right. So th through this whole entire process, mm -hmm. what do you feel like God has shown you in just this entire journey that you've went on? Like, what is, what is one of the main things that stick out to you? He showed her Satan, apparently. 
<laughs> Besides the dungeon master. <laughs> dungeon master. Oh, dragon. Um, the thing that God has shown me that despite circumstances and locations and all of that, like he's the consistent thing that he's always faithful mm-hmm. and in ways that you don't expect. Like if you would have talked to me like years ago, like 10 years ago, um, when I, I think, yeah, when I graduated, I graduated high school 10 years ago. If you asked me that, like, oh, would any of this happen in your life? I'd be like, oh, no, but like, I don't know, maybe or something, but I wouldn't have ever expected that. And like God, I don't know, just uses, I feel like God uses people Mm -hmm. wherever they're at. I feel like that comes in circle to what you said about when you were in Wisconsin and you went there to study and you said, I don't necessarily know what I want to do, but I feel like my faith is going to follow me through the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, so, and that's been true. It's like, you do not necessarily know what the next chapter is, but mm-hmm. you have found that God has been faithfully present through all of the chapters of your life. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely felt like that, especially in the sense that, if, if I didn't have that confidence, mm-hmm. oftentimes I wonder how people live without God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I ask my friends who aren't very strong in beliefs. I'm like, what drives you? <laughs> like, how are you okay with just how the world is? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know how you, you cope. Cause yeah. I find it hard sometimes. Um, and, and I have, have this belief. We kind of overlook yeah. this because you were talking about dungeons, but the fact that in prayer you felt lights around you, mm-hmm. like that was probably a pretty powerful moment in and of itself. Yeah. Because what can we all agree that like the presence of God is stronger than any other presence you've may have experienced. So no matter how intimidating that was, mm-hmm. the relief that comes with feeling the light of God, like there's a metaphor there, no doubt, but it was probably mm-hmm. like, overwhelmingly peaceful compared to whatever fear you thought you had in that moment yeah that that definitely I know that you kind of laughed at like going to sleep but like I really slept fine I mean you can be peaceful and be wide awake I mean there's wisdom in that there's wisdom (laughs) in keeping your eyes open yeah I suppose but I also had things I needed to do the next day too right so I should like live like live let's start like Mm -hmm. oh my goodness interesting okay well i'm gonna be 100 percent honest it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast like i'm so glad you reached out i'm so glad that we got you know we got connected that you found the podcast through wanting to volunteer at a tattoo she's all about volunteer i'm volunteers in ireland volunteers here volunteers yeah volunteerism we truly appreciate everything the support the coffee the interview um definitely would love to have you back on at yeah. any point um especially and now, if you stay in any more castles if we could one, live record from a castle i, no I will send you a hundred dollars in like cash app or something <laughs> um but i will say outside of this episode obviously this episode is going to be your favorite <laughs> What was your favorite episode? 
Oh, I feel like this is where I should. Can I like look at the titles of them? Yeah, sure. I'm not sure what would be my favorite. It could be a topic. It could be something. You know, something random. Could have been a story. Hey, listen. What the timer's going while she looks. Uh, the Red Cross just called me. Speaking of volunteers, yes, sir. Josh and I are signing up to volunteer at the Red Cross to do mental health crisis response, disaster relief, to disaster relief situations. That's nice. Yeah. So if we ever get That's a call nice. for Romania, it, it doesn't hold a candle to what Miss <laughs> Romania does. Yeah, That's... we're trying. You're anyway, they finally called and left a voicemail a minute ago. All right. Well, sign it up. My orientation is Thursday at six o'clock. Mm. So. Do you actually go or is it virtual? To the orientation or like the The, actual thing? The actual Uh, thing. You actually go. They just put you up and they pay for everything. Yeah, housing, food, and And stuff. And so I'm not 100% sure how the Red Cross works. I've done disaster relief through other organizations. I think they could potentially ask us to fill in other capacities because truly, like mental health intervention is like lower on the list of priorities. And, and so when it comes to like a disaster, sometimes, you know, the, just the physical needs are more prevalent. Mm-hmm. And so it could be that they ask us to do those, but they have us earmarked that if there's a tragedy that it would involve like crisis intervention, stress debriefing, processing, mm-hmm. like we would be the called for that. But it's also possible they would want to use us for other forms of response, I would think maybe. So yes. I don't know. We just we figured it out it literally. I just mentioned it in passing. Thirty seconds later, Josh had submitted an application to it. <laughs> hey, you might as well look. Very much. Casey is a great example. Just go with it. Just go with it. If they ever offer us crisis intervention, I'm not wishing anything ill on Ireland, but I'm there for them. Right. Well, the um, if you go to Ireland ever, go to Huntington Castle. Oh, let me just go ahead and tell you: if we go to Ireland, you're getting an email. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. If we if we step foot into Ireland or Romania mm-hmm. or anything like, I'm gonna need an itinerary. Expect that large twenty three <laughs> on Sweet Week coming in. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was realizing at first when I was trying to look for it, I was like, why can I not see it? And then it was because I had turned my phone on airplane mode so I wouldn't get distracted. Hey, um, oh, which that's that why thought. I couldn't look. <laughs> okay. Well, have you figured it out yet? Um, I feel like the it kind of kicked me out of the app. I don't even know what's happening there. But I do remember I like like scrolled back. I got to mm-hmm. see some flashing back. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I will say that I appreciate about you guys is just being open with what's going on in your own lives with like anxiety and like depression and things like this that you actually have that yeah. you just because you're counselors like doesn't mean you have all your stuff together. So I know that isn't necessarily one episode, but when you talk about like real life, mm-hmm. like it's very, I feel for me, it has been very impactful. That's good. No, that's great. That's great insight. Um, Cause it, it is true. A lot of times we listen to the podcast, like, because we connect with them, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a sense of connection with whatever they're talking about. And so that's good to remember. Um, and I'm, I'm I also hoping... like your deep discussions. Like I know you said I, I, that people are usually one or the other. I do mm-hmm. like hearing um, different perspectives too. So like even yeah. if like uh, I don't remember which one of you, but one of you guys mentioned the there's no hell. Oh, yeah. Josh. Josh is Josh. Josh. Okay. The annihilation. Yeah, yeah. Annihilation. Yeah. 
it went full circle because a friend of mine actually said that he used to like was thinking in that same mm-hmm. realm he was watching some youtubers i'm not sure where you got into your like where you became exposed of it but i was like wait i heard that on the podcast <laughs> yeah. um so i had never heard of that idea before did you research um, it then i looked into it a little bit kind of just it doesn't i, I like it's kind of evolution in my mind mm-hmm. in the sense like why don't we still see monkeys turning into people like all these years of history like why did it stop and then in that like if there's no hell why is there a heaven yeah like that like it just doesn't make sense to me then but so you... i kind of i didn't look into it further no. just because i couldn't logically get there but i am curious to look more we don't yeah. have enough time to go hold into on, that josh i'm just i'm going to give her a reference point okay theology in the raw that's the podcast we listen to. It's the to. podcast that yeah. we listen to that is one of the most, I think you would love it. You go back but, about a year and there's a, a, there was a two or three part series on hell. And it was him, a guy named Preston Sprinkle and Francis Chan wrote a book on hell. Mm-hmm. And he mentions all three views. And the guy on the podcast takes this view, gives like all the scripture behind why he believes that it's not necessarily that there's no hell, but there's no eternal suffering more than you just cease to exist. So the um, hell is maybe eternal, but your existence in it is as much as it takes for you to be. Which is the benefit of gone. eternal life in Christ. Otherwise, everybody would have oh, eternal okay. life. Yeah. No. So look up the pod. I'll send in the email. I'll send in the email. I'll send in the email. I'm okay. So I was like trying to look it up right now. No, I was like it, theology, but I, I forgot yeah. what you said. Josh second. will send it to you. I got anyway. You. All right. Any final questions for us before we wrap up for today? Um, no, keep doing what you're doing. All right. Well, <laughs> All listen, right. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. I know that it's probably like eight 50 there. I'm just trying to read the clock over your shoulder. And oh looks- yeah. 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 Is that say eight fifty? Okay. Can you so, also identify the photos there? No. 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 Um, there's Blake. There's my friend Blake. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all very blurry. It's all very blurry. I just see the loose arm pointing. So anyway, I know it's probably about your bedtime. And uh, we've got some yeah, more shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> we got some more shenanigans to get into before our work day's done. So anyway, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Casey. And look forward to this podcast will drop this week. So we're a week behind. Yes. We normally record a week ahead of time, and then we kind of screwed up recently. So you will be hearing yourself in loosely two days. So look My forward goodness. to it. Oh, good luck with uh, that stress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thanks for joining us on another episode of TNJ. Don't forget to check out the links to any of our guests in the show description. And check out tattoosandjesus.org for additional show information or to submit your questions, comments, or curse words.